Right from the apocalypse, albinos run the military industrial complex. P.S. Thank you, Jay Electronica. Uh, this oh, is man. state of the game. I'm, this is Dano, and I have not comprised my uh, eight J Electronica tweets to tell you about myself yet. <laughs> working on it. Um, there's going to be a Hey King Drake. What do you, do you believe in God? That stuff. Some of those will be in there. It's good stuff. Uh, kudos to J Electronica. Gaming. gaming the system. Um, but we have my my. I am here, Dano. Gorm House of Pizza affiliate. Um, so that's where I recorded my first podcast, by the way, was in Gorm House of Pizza's lobby at before closing. G Hop. Gotta start somewhere. Oh, yeah. um, the bomb. Now we're here. Uh, exactly. Right. I think Drake so, made a Drake made a song about that at some point. <laughs> yeah. uh, my co-host who joins me every week. Is like if if the addictive nature of a pharmaceutical drug was translated into charisma. Your charisma. Wow. Need that. Hey, Diggy. <laughs> get a get your physician's order. You can't just slide in there. It's K Diggy. Take some of that. Yep. <laughs> your kid's addicted to K Diggy. Oh wow. Anyway, that was a sentence. Um, so thank you, K, being here. Um, yeah, I need to brag about you more. You do great work. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so well, we, thank you for, for this. We can do this. Do you want to do our, our stats now, or do you want to do the stats at the end of the episode? We can do it at the end. We do it at the end. We have our official state of the game stats and I'm excited <laughs> to give, um, metrics here. So, and our guests, we are talking about Two people, uh, two forces that came together to form one thing. Uh, this has been peanut butter and chocolate type unity here. Uh, Damn right. One of those yeah. collaboration albums that feels like it was always there. It's just strange. Uh, we're talking about Sleeping Dogs, Andrew and Jesse the Tree. Thank you for being here. I am so excited. Thank you, man. I'm so excited, Kay, that people are starting to catch up to how depressing Andrew really is. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it took it took a while. Like, uh, it took a while. I thought it was always there, but I guess I presented it in such a way that I knew right away, baby. Disguised. I know. That's why. That's why this <laughs> happened. No, it's it because uh, me and Zillow would be texting, and I would be like. Well, these people don't understand this because they were kind of being like, "Yeah, this is fun, cutesy, melodic commentary on the ennui of life." Done, right? Yeah. And me and Zilla would be like, "Nah, dude, there's pain in this shit. Like, there's sadness. In this. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're what are they missing? Mostly." And did today I saw somebody went through the first listen. They were in a Discord that I'm in, uh, and they were like. Fuck, Andrew's melodies are so catchy, but the shit he says is so fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, that's a real that's Andrew. Awesome. That's a real Andrew. That's, that's how you know, man. Yes, that's like for real. Like it would be funny. People, you know, that was like 
I feel like people would be like, oh man, you know, I listen to this, like, you know, they would be hitting on points and then like that part would never come up. And I'd be like, man, I'm like doing a really good job here. Like no one's even noticing this shit. It's right. great. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> metaphor. It's a good metaphor for making it through the day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is, yes, it was like the sadness has been implied in previous projects, I feel like. But um, it's front and center in this one. This is this uh, faking yeah. my own rest just to uh, faking my own death just to get some rest. Long titles kill me. Um, but yes, this just this came is... out today on Andrew's 58th birthday. Shout out to you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> big 5'8, baby. Looking good. Looking good. Looking damn good. On He's taking some of those today. charisma pills. Yeah, you know, been working on it. Yep. Yeah. No, so it's and and this project has been really interesting. I've listened to it a lot. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm interested to hear what you thought about this and a, and your takeaways. It it was an interesting project. I think it's because we're I this was live instrumentation, right? I'm guessing. I'm no. assuming no. no. It sounds like it. Um it because, does. Because um See Money Burns did like a crazy, crazy Ooh. job with the with the um, engineering of it, and he really yeah. put so much effort into making it sound kind of like psychedelic and spacey and and melodic. Um, but that was all me and Andrew produced all those beats. Oh, no, no, nothing live. But that would be a cool idea to do something with live. That's yeah. a lot. Of I, I thought it was a live album. I mean, the the production is excellent. I because that it gave me that energy of like the early 2000s maybe late 90s like not grunge energy but like that that uh rock pop energy you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and you just yeah. don't you just don't hear that nowadays uh in in terms of music aside from you know coming from like uh Olivia Rodrigo or something but not like coming from like a masculine vantage point you know what i mean mm -hmm. right Right. Sure. There's all kinds of really cool, point. like, really cool redefinition of masculinity moments in this project mm -hmm. that are really dope. Um, I don't know why. I usually credit those to Jesse. That's like Jesse has a real good handle on that uh, that content. But uh, but yeah, Andrew's he, the framework of these songs are really wild. Takes uh, mm -hmm. you have. Do you have like a craziest Andrew hook that you were like, how is this a thing? This is insane. <laughs> the hook. Um, I'm going to ask Zilla. I mean, Zilla's for me, it was just a vibe. I just went along for the ride. I, that's what I liked about it. You just put it on and it was just like a ride the whole way, whole way through. I shouldn't use ride, but you know what I mean. A journey. Yeah. Journey. Look at this guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three Sixers fans yeah. in here now, too. This is the way it should be, Un brother. Unbelievable. It's the party got liver. Yep. Happy Still birthday, Andrew. I got a couple minutes. I want to swing by. Just say what's up. Thank you. What, so I'm so glad you're here, Zilla, because I was going to ask you the Yo. craziest hook on this project to you. I'm thinking um, about Pigeon. Pigeon. Pigeon's the craziest. Pigeon is, is that's, insane. That's that's the answer. That's the one right there. That's a crazy. That's that was 
speaking of like the 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 dark melodic shit. Yes. <laughs> brain like, aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah. me. Yeah. Of, oh, yes. It reminds me yeah. of the Tom Waits yeah. saying where it's like you always like bad news coming from a pretty mouth. Not saying Andrew's <laughs> a pretty mouth, but it's like that idea yes. of something horrific. There's your next album title, Andrew. Wow. There it is. Bad news from a pretty mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the jammer. But, right yeah. There. Yep. The one for me that is the weirdest, that, that fucks with me the most, um, is Tired Trees. Oh, banger. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Banger. Because I was, after a while, you're just like, wait. He saw this in a book once years ago, and yeah. that's it. That's what this is. It's just like, I read this. I read it in a book, book one time, and it stayed. I remember yeah. when he sent me that. I was like, man. Don't you think that? Don't you think that? Don't you think that? Don't you think that? Yep. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, Andrew has, Andrew's like, one of the most inventive hook people in the world mm -hmm. uh, right now. Yeah, that's, and that's that's a statement right there. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's true though. It's definitely Facts. true. That's why uh, that's why I gave the guy. You know, I emptied out the coffers. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you got to be on his label, man. Get over here. Yep. Sign me to the get over here. My job now. I got a house. Yeah, yep. for real. Mansion. And, oh, yeah. and what's your process when you're writing a hook? Do you have like a specific process? Do you do you just start with a line and then build out from there? Or like how do you how do you come up with your hooks? I don't I don't think I really have any process per se. I don't like think mm -hmm. I don't like I don't know. I think um I think I probably just like I think I use what I write and then kind of just like mess around with the delivery of it and then just kind of like see what works. And I, and the thing is like, whenever I do like a hook that you guys are like, Oh, it's a crazy hook. Like I'm never like, all right, let's let me, I'm going to sit down and make a crazy hook. Like I never, I never <laughs> think of that. I just, I'm like, all right, this, this is what I'm doing. And that just like kind of ends up that way. Um, I'm not like setting out to, to, you know, to like do something something different i just kind of like i don't know it's whatever really kind of like it really depends on like with the beat and everything you know because like obviously there's some hooks that you know if i translated to something else or it was somewhere else it would be completely different so i think i feel like it really just like depends on the music and stuff as well it just kind of i don't know i definitely am not i don't th i don't think i overthink it i think that's that's key. Like I feel like when when I'm forcing it, then then you'll feel that. So just kind of yeah. like let it happen. Yeah, like I'll we when we were sending each other beats back and forth. Like I just sent him one like two days ago, and he had already come up with a hook. Yeah, it's just like quick with that man, very fast. Quick, and I think it's like you you said it like the non overthinking of it. You know, like, cause that's where I think that's where so many people get stuck on hooks. It's like, all right, what? How do I make something catchy? How do I make, you know, how do I make something that's gonna? And then some. So many people half-ass hooks too, and and that's like, yeah. I think the power of Andrew's music is like totally. so much thought or non-thought. I, you know, but like, 
you're, you're just gifted in that sense of like, you know how to pull a song together with a hook. Thank you. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also like you just said, like you sent me something and then it was like, so he just sent me something and then it like immediately just brought me somewhere and I just like, and it just kind of like came out and that was it. And I was like, oh, this is it. And I wasn't like, all right, what el- what can I do different? Or what else can I do? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. you you gave me this. This is what it, it evoked in me. This is what it made me feel. And like, this is what it made me do. And I just like put that down immediately and said like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's yeah. it and that's all. No, and, and maybe Zilla, it's like, is... Andrew just less inhibited in his creative process like in the sense that when you're when you're creating a hook sometimes you're mm-hmm. like it can't be to this it can't be to that and you box yourself in and you end up doing a hook that's like we up yep we up and you just, you end up doing a really simple I love that hook man it reminds me of like we up we up in my dealings like the last 2 years of my dealings with Andrew you know, hearing his records on his own or his collaborative pieces or he and I working together, it's like, he reminds me of like early Method Man. Ooh. Where when Method Man was like the go-to guy for all the Wu-Tang hooks, yep, wasn't doing a ton. But it's like, it, it just, everything just hit, you know, from like Cream to even, I was even thinking of Biggie shit, you know, fuck the world, don't ask me for shit. Yep. And everything you mm-hmm. get, you got to work over it. Like no one was doing that. No. And he was just, it was just water. Like it was just nonstop. It was like everything yeah. he touched was on fire, but it wasn't anything where you're like, oh, no one could do that. No one could ever make a hook like that. You know what I mean? It was like everything made perfect sense. Even like, um, like what was the shit on, uh, on Tikal? Even him, like, what's that shit that they be smoking? Tikal, Tikal, right, right. And he he was melodic too. It, right. it is melodic, oh. like yeah. And so like the, the pocket was there. So what Andrew, it's like if I, I've never encountered a moment where he's like, "Song's done. I just don't have a hook." It's always like, "Oh yeah, here's a, here's that." Oh, I I came up with this real quick. Do you think this works? Yeah, it works. Oh yeah, I just came up with this part. I had this part. Like it always is like the the foundational piece ready and and i love that like i love i love people that go to that place first because the rhyme writing and the concepts and the bars and the flows like that's a whole other thing but if you can get the hook laid down quick and easy and first like like you guys see that the wu-tang episode on hulu with um the one from a couple weeks back when they had like dirty in the studio with jizza yep and dirty's explaining to jizza he's like yo you got all this science and all this five percent shit and all this chess pieces like you're so complex the hook's gotta be the most simple straightforward thing to let everybody in on the party so that's when he starts, mm-hmm. he starts he's like you know when the mcs came to live out the name like all yep. of that it needs to be that so yeah yeah no, the the method, yeah the method man comp is really interesting because method man was so melodic that in an era where everyone was getting shitted on whenever they were melodic method man never got any of that heat Mm-hmm. Like he was so melodic, they didn't know he was melodic. They were like method bands, hardcore. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. you're singing along with his hooks, dude. Like this is this guy is is brilliant. So it was just a different. I'll definitely, world. I'll definitely accept that. Yeah, that's like yeah. Cool. Happy fucking birthday. No, nope, <laughs> no, the structure of these songs has has a big Andrew signature on it, right? 
Um, there's like that, and before you came on, Zilla, Tay asked if this was live instrumentation, and I think it's because the these songs instruments really pop. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the piano on Fuzzy Orange Headband, right? Like, Stupid. yeah, you can't run away from it. These these instruments get showcased. They feel like they're in the room. Um, so, and that's which I think go back to what Jesse was saying was like with C Money with like how he really brought like a super cohesive feel to the whole record um, with like the mixing mastering he did and like all that like work to he made it really feel like it was like like a live session or something like it all felt really even though it was pulled from lots of different places it, it he made it feel like it was you know, he he got that air over the whole thing that really made it like vibe together, which was great. Yeah, because he, he he's a real MVP. Yeah, yeah. He he, he he told us he was like, "Can I kind of take like a little bit of like creative, you know, liberty with with, you know, remember when he was saying that, like like adding yeah. some of my like thoughts on on how it should be mixed you know what i mean he's like i want to yeah. give it because the songs i want to kind of mix it the way the songs sound almost and the mm -hmm. way that you guys are writing and um and that's what he did and it's like that i've even listening to it today like I, there's there's still stuff i'm like noticing like he got all our ad libs in there i was like damn so we had some silly we recorded the whole thing together like we yep. we we were like let you it's like come up to providence let's just take two days and record it yeah, and I was hearing back some of the funny ad libs we did. I was like, "How do you panning them all over the place?" Yeah, we did do some. Well, because like, and when we did it, we were we were like, "All right, I'll be in. I'd be in the. I'd like record my part, and then you know I do my everything. Then Jesse would go in, and then he would get started before my verse, and then do like ad libs on my verse too." And then yeah. like, I would go back in and do ad libs on his verse. That's Jim Jones shit, man. Like, yeah, we did a lot yeah, of like, yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was no, fun. So there's a lot of like weird ambient like background stuff that like you could pick up that just like sound effects. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. We provided the sound effects. Yo, I, I didn't even really the funny thing is, I really didn't know Jesse's shit like that until I heard the demos of this record. And I just heard, like, everyone kept talking about, oh, Jesse's he's the fucking coolest dude. He's so dope. He's the man. Prem and Castro were tooting your horn. I was like, okay. But I didn't check the shit yet. I wasn't just on it. And then Andrew was like, yo, I just did it. I just came back from Boston. I did a record with Jesse the Tree. I'm like, oh, that's like, this is the guy now. Like, everyone's fucking with this dude. Like, all of this Jesse season. So he sent me the joints, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. But it, I didn't, I didn't have a frame of reference for Jesse yet because it was like a whole new thing with Andrew yep. doing a whole new thing as well, right? And yep. Andrew and I, by, by that point, have been cool for like a year and change. And then when I when I heard Pigeon Man, and then I did the science and backtrack, I was like, oh, this is what this guy's doing over here. Now I understand like them putting their worlds together. And then they went back to the process of doing whatever. So I didn't hear a record again for months and months and months till maybe like a month and a half ago. And then when I heard it a month and a half ago, I was like, oh, this is even more different than the first time you let me hear this shit in 2022 like whatever the hell that, that was and I, by that point then i got man cool with jesse we had him on the show and then we kicked it all the time and so now I, I knew jesse even more so then when i heard the finished record i'm like this is such levels up from the demos from before 
and then both of them separately like on their own path as artists yep. from all the material i knew and heard i'm like this is like it's there's so many pieces of both of them in there but not like it's not like it's not like basketball like iso like okay your ball my ball mm -hmm. you know you play <laughs> okay you you go over there and, and get tana it's not like that it's not like hot potato it's like uh but there's pieces of like like having a song called pigeon is fucking hilarious like jesse having a record pigeon <laughs> you know what i mean like and andrew having you know bowl of oranges fuzzy orange he had a, on the last record fake orange plastic with a pistol like that's mm -hmm. there's like themes that kind of carry through over what they do but it's not like okay this is the jesse segment of the record this is the andrew segment mm -hmm. it's it really is like a sleep the sleeping dogs is the beginning of this the yeah. same way to me like shrapnel like the first shrapnel records like i knew those dudes so well when I heard shrapnel, I'm like, this is not just here's the Castro parts, here's the Prem parts. Yeah, this exactly. is like to do 10 songs. It was like a thing. You know what I mean? I right. think this that's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like, and that's like I feel the same when seeing I'm I'm sorry, man. Um no. you go. No, I'm stoned, so I'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was gonna say <clears throat> I felt the same exact way when I saw I'd seen I you know, I'd played with Prem since I was like real young when he used to come up here. And then when I first saw him and Castro and then them playing separately, it's it's really I was seeing Shrapnel is a, it's an entirely different experience. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's just like it almost seems like separate in like the best way. It's like they've they've got this other two headed monster thing going on. And then they're both prolific solo, too. And mm -hmm. it's but that's a good point. It's I think that's how, you know, it, it works is if you create something separately with somebody else and it sounds like its own thing. Right, right. And that's how you know it's working. Yeah. Me and Kay used to talk about this all the time when we worked in the office together. My whole thing was when two artists work together, somebody gets home court, right? Like right, right. Drake and Future work on mm -hmm. a record together. Turns out Future's future got home court. All these are Yeah, future, it's a future record. Yeah. You know, yeah. all these are Future beats. And so... Drake is doing the best he can. He's not, this is, you know, right. but he's not doing Drake. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's right, right? Like, so. That shit was just fun. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's, try, he's trying to hit the trap. Hey, no, like, it was great. Like, no, it was I funny. Love like, it. Even I love like, it. Best, best of both worlds. Like, I know we don't fuck with R. Kelly, but them just were R. Kelly records, man. Like, and when, <laughs> when her loss oh, yeah. came out, yeah. that, everybody was like, that's 21 Savage. That's, that's yeah. 21 Savage. And I fuck mm -hmm. with that record hard. It's, but like that's that usually that's what happened is like somebody has to give up their space. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, and I think we've used this metaphor before. It's like a buddy cop. Like good collaboration albums are like a buddy cop film. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. Rush Hour One was, uh, was Jackie Chan going to LA. Mm. And then Rush Hour Two, I believe, was. Yep. Chris Tucker going to China. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know you you just want to see how you know the two the two players will interact on each other's home court. Mm, I like that's that. That's a good point, man. That's a really yeah. That's but, like that's like that's that was like the trading beats, and that's like how we started. We were we both were producing the record, so we were like we were we weren't even like let's do five and five or whatever. We were just like let's make a bunch of beats we we had more made too but we're like let's make a bunch and pick our favorites like we, we're well, not gonna like even it out really we're just yeah, gonna go with I mean, what sounds best it was really funny too like you know we had started talking and then like and whatnot and like it was just 
like an instant click. It was like, all right, yeah, this like makes sense. And naturally we're just talking about music and like, yo, check this out, blah, blah, blah. And then like, I remember Jesse had like sent me a couple of beats and then we were just kind of fucking around some shit. And then it just really quickly turned into like, all right, let's just make an album. Yeah. And, and it was the one, and it was real too. Cause there's so many times it's like you, you'll, you'll hit somebody up and be like, let's make an album. Let's make an album. So like you're, you know, high on Coke at three in the morning. Let's, let's make a fun. Let's start a business, you know, but it, like when we said it, we, it was just true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to make an album. Like, it's, yeah. Like immediately it was like, we, we had sent like, oh yeah, it's this, this or this or like a, for a song. And then we just quickly just were realized like now, nah, like we're just going to make like a record. Yeah. And then we did. So before, before we put a button in the Sea Muddy Burns thing, I want to tell one Sea Muddy Burns story. I was on the phone yeah. with C Money Burns on a completely separate thing. And I was like talking about this album. And I I didn't even think about the fact that I was talking to the person who mixed it, Master. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just talking to him. I'm like, yo, like the first time I heard Fuzzy Orange Headband, mm. like I almost cried. I was overwhelmed emotionally. <laughs> like, not because the song is a, is a heart-wrenching song. But because I get that way when you do something perfect. When you nail something artistically perfect, I get emotional. The first time I heard Stone Fruit, I cried like a baby. Mm. I'm so happy for them that they had reached that place. That song is like, so this good. This song is like that for me. And see, Muddy Burns was like, yeah, well, I'm glad you, you like those because I did both. <laughs> I like <it> so <laughs> Damn. Motherfucker. You know, and, and the funny part of Fuzzy Orange Headband, Headband was like, I don't, I don't know if it was on the original version I had when Andrew sent me like the skeleton version of the record. Yeah, I think it was, but it was okay. And then when I peeped it again, I was like, I told Andrew a bunch, I was like, yo, this motherfucker. I was like, I, I've had that sample since like 2005 or six. And I would always just play it and I would try to remix joints with that like a Nas song or whatever. Yeah. And I was always like, nah, like this is too hot. Like, I don't even want to touch this joint. Like, it's just too fire. And I'll, I just want to like enjoy this song and not rap it, like hip hop it out. I just want to fuck with it. And then when he, when I, when it came on, I was like, I know this shit, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Come on, man. You did that. And then when I heard yeah. it, I was like, okay, cool. But that was the same reaction I had to some of the joints on the rain. And then me and even Andrew yeah. are like, oh, I know, yeah. I know what some of these samples are. And these were joints I was like, I, I have had on playlists in so many iterations of Mac and iTunes and streaming and phones. And like this dude just pulling them out. And it's like, oh, no, I'm going to give it a home. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Let's do it. Like, And hearing yeah. him, him, him and Jesse go in on it, I'm like, yeah, there's needed to be two guys on the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah, it, it makes it more dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and that, yeah, that's that song is beautiful, and this it, it, so to give my take on the record, Zilla, the structure of this album feels very Andrew, like it, yes, it, with the hooks and with the, the samples, and the meat of it is Jesse. Like to me, this is the album where I fell in love with Jesse the Trees writing, right. Uh. I rep him, Pigeon Man. I rep Pigeon Man. Pigeon Man is my shit. I was, I was repping it. 
but it was a rudimentary rep. It was it was very like Well, you know, I you said know. that you guys too. It's a very it's a very New England rap album. Mm. It, it makes sense what every time I've been up to New England a bunch of my life, even just going up with Andrew a few weeks back, that shit hits when you play that record like really hard up there. Right. You know what I mean? And like all Jesse's sorry. homies, they all everything about that shit is New England as fuck. You know what I mean? The same way <laughs> me and Andrew's record, not even by design, and like is a very South Philly record. Like it can't be anything else. Yep. And with and with this one is like it's to me it's like throwing Jesse on it's like a cruise ship and you don't tell him where the fuck he's going. You know what I mean? And he goes there and he yeah. makes friends with everybody. You know, he's got a chick on the side all of a sudden. He's working part time at a bar. You're like, damn, this dude is a doctor. He's 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 floating wherever he goes. This guy's set. You know, Throw yeah. my hair a little bit. Throw my hair <laughs> down to my Puka shoulders. <laughs> you get the poop. Yeah, get, the, get those <laughs> the uh those those sandals with the straps, the tevas. Jesus <laughs> sandals at the pool. No, I don't. It. I know what you're saying though, Dan. And like, I just want to say that like before, like when I think even before Pigeon Man dropped. I was just on Twitter saying Jesse the Tree is my favorite rapper. And that's wow. based and that was like based on knowing because like obviously we had been going back and forth and people and then like I was saying that and people were like, oh yeah, like this is dope. Or you know, I was saying that shit when Pigeon Man had dropped, and I was like, I'm like, yes, Pigeon Man's dope, but like just wait, like this this stuff, not like not that the the records are better i'm just saying i'm like what i'm talking about you don't even know yet like yeah. <laughs> we'll see and like that's what you're saying like you're you're saying like the the meat of it is jesse and it is and like that's why i just like you know just hearing them on this stuff like just listening to it for months like before anyone else is, is i'm like i just want other people to know this shit like it's and that's why I was saying that from like the rip. And now I, I'm just glad that everyone can actually listen to it. Oh, I mean, if you that that first verse on Fuzzy Orange Headband is breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's breathtaking. That was but, my that's my favorite. That's I I was I was about to text Andrew before because we 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 had we had the hardest time like picking. We're like, all right, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? You know, what's your top two? Whatever. And it really hit me today that that's probably my favorite on the record just like yeah. very us your verse yeah. on that is like the my hook is crazy it's my favorite verse on the record is your verse on that song For if sure. you listen yeah, to how awesome. much he gets in before the stay in school like it's yeah it's it's really unbelievable and yeah i would say i rep pigeon man but it was, it was very much like look at how competent this fucking is we got a competent <laughs> rapper this is fucking great <laughs> Uh, like that's funny. Uh, there's so many New England rappers that are pretending they do shit that doesn't make yeah. sense for where they're from. Um, yes, and, and it's because they yes. like they they On like point. Rick Ross, so they want to be Rick Ross. But Lewiston doesn't have Rick Ross. Dog. situation. we went through this in Philly when Beanie Siegel dropped. Everyone all of a sudden started rapping like that. You take it yep. like that. Tap no more. Tap no. Everyone became a Beanie yeah. Siegel guy. Where I'm like, oh my god, stop. Yep, but it, but. And there were some New England moments. There was like that, there was that song where like you're describing your your you know history with your parents and then moving from a farm to like where they are to where they're now. And I was like, that's some New England ass shit. Like mm, um, yeah. and that and then so that was like, ooh, this is interesting. But 
in this album, Kay, I really started to drill down into these beautiful, picturesque New England poetic like scenes that he can paint. Like there's a maybe it's in whoa whoa whoa, but it's like painting a smiley face in the that's window the, of a yeah. <laughs> that's the that's like easily the that like line that like couple bars is like I just say it all the time like uh, yeah North Brown train drawing smiley faces in the window and it go. Mm. Yep. Yes. Thank yeah, you. That, that one, yeah. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, every verse on this is super like cinematic, I feel like. And like Jesse is that kind of writer, though. He's very like he paints like such a picture where you really are like kind of you know, you're seeing it. Um, but like, especially on this record, is like everything is very like vivid, like it immediately is like painting in your head. On, oh yeah, on, I do. Yeah, 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 I do have that because I have when I was writing the description, the bandcamp description. Thank you for allowing me to do that. That was awesome. Oh yeah, that was uh, the best, man. Yeah, I was yeah. texting these guys. I was like, that that shit made me emotional, man. Oh, Fucking dead. I just imagine you writing it with like you know, like a feather. By a fireplace, you know. What I mean? <laughs> No, it's, like it's drinking be, mead. Yeah. It's fun I was to be say that. I was literally about to say this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had I, I emailed myself a bunch of kind of Jesse the Tree bars that were just and the t- subject line of the email was New England bars. Um uh, and you know, we had Mission in the Rain, Weeping Willow, Northbound Train, drawing smiley faces in the window. Um uh, yeah, you had nap on the couch when the bad thoughts happen. Um, you know. Yeah, that's some. That's kinda, yeah. Turned that was the yellow bellied thing. like some piss in the snow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> know what the best one though is? What? Um, the one I got because I totally forgot about. It. I heard it today. I mentioned to I um was trying to remember to text Prem. It was like uh me and Prem driving through driving through Vermont, spitting obscure ball. Scott Pollard. Oh, um, man. And I forgot. I, I never even told Prem I wrote that line, but that was like a very New England as yep. fuck moment for me because that was like when we were, you know, driving through Vermont countless times, just like listening to like the Sixers podcast and shit, like yes. very hungover and tired. and But just driving by like beautiful scenery. And I was just like, yeah, this is a moment right here. You know? But see, but see, Jesse on this record, and that's why I said like it's like it's like a cruise into a distant land compared to Pigeon. Pigeon Man yeah. is like Pigeon Man is to me like um f- like first six months at a job where it's like, yo, this is what I'm gonna show you, this is what I'm about. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna be down with everybody, I'm gonna be mad likable, I'm gonna be prompt, I'm gonna be official. This album is like, oh, I I've, I've been there like two years now, now I'm like coasting. But in a good way of like, yo, now I can like dance around. I could do different shit. Like on Joe yeah. Cool, the way this motherfucker is like going back and forth, it's almost like Isaiah Rashad flows and shit. Yep, like, yep. like taking more chances where when I heard it again on the final version, I was like, oh, damn, like this is this is so much more variety. And it was like a, a launching pad for me to think about Jesse in different ways of like, oh, shit. This this dude can make sense on like a UGK beat if you threw it his way. The same way he can make sense on like a 
like a like a seven L esoteric beat. You know what I mean? Like yep. That's cool, any man. anything can happen in a really dope way versus like trying to be forced or like there's nothing sadder when you hear like Midas the Beast talks about it a lot when you hear people like I'm gonna do the different flow just because I I need to do a different flow on a record or like yeah I need to yeah. show you I'm into this other shit so I'm not pigeonholed and then it comes out wild corny right and that was like me being hearing it being like oh damn Jesse really does fuck with everything like <laughs> just. You can hear it. It's right there. Cool. Very effortless. It's like when your center man. starts taking threes. Yeah, man. Like yeah. it would be like all of a sudden, like if Samuel Dellenbear start pulling up, you're like, "What? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> do that shit." Like, like that, like a step back three. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> One goes in too, and you're like, "Oh, no, oh this yeah, like, this, do is this, all the time. this is what I that used to be the knock when it beat the last couple it. years when when teams would just let him shoot that three. And Barkley and all them were like, yo, the worst thing to happen to Sixers is Embiid hits those first two threes. And then the rest of the game, that he shoots two for ten. But he starts off two for two, but he finishes two for ten. I was like, come on, bro. Yeah. That's but like to that point too, is like that's a huge thing I learned from Andrew in in like the recording process because Mm. this dude was going in, like he just drove pulled like an all-nighter pretty much coming up to Providence to record. And he was so loose, like, in the studio itself. You know what I mean? Like, it was all, like, he just got in and was, like, comfortable right off the bat. And he was, like, just so free. And yeah. I was like, damn, like, and I'm usually, like, not tense, but, like, when I go to the studio, I'm so, like, business and, like, I want that shit to be hard. You know what I mean? And, like, Andrew was just, like, the, how fluid he was. And he was, like, taking chances, I could tell. And I was like, damn, like, I, let's just do that. Like, let's just make this fun. And, and, and try all different types of shit. But, yeah, this dude was, like, doing the Jada Kiss laugh, like, t- 30 seconds after I met him. I was like, this dude, he's, he's about to burn it down in there. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. It, in basketball terms, Kay, right, you get the person, like, Andrew is so driven, driven to succeed, driven to grow, right, uh, that he takes, up, he takes up a lot of room, right? And so the defense is on Andrew – and Jesse sees that he's free and is going to make everybody pay. Mm. And so he's, yes. he's everywhere on this album because, because you're thinking about Andrew. We're killing it with the uh, basketball uh, crossover here. I mean, you come on. Yeah, I had another one in my head, but I fucking forgot it, man. The blue and beater, the yeah, throwback yeah. Iverson. You know what I mean? We got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah, he came up with that shit, man. The throwback jerseys. <laughs> I had to get my boy Marcus in there. Yep. I was like, ah, I guess I'll do Bird. Like, I don't want to get yep. too heady off the bat. That would <laughs> be awesome. You're like Dennis shit. Johnson and shit. You were just like, yeah. <laughs> I rocked the Leon Poe or the. Uh, I had the yeah. Eric Montrose jersey for a second. <laughs> That's a fresh jersey, too, because it's number zero, right? Yeah, I had yeah. it. Like, I, I got it from like a store. It was like 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, this is and he he played for the Sixers for like half a year. And then we traded yeah. him. He was in the um Duke, right? Was he on Duke or UNC? UNC. Yeah. UNC, he yeah. was in he was in the Theo Ratliff um Aaron McKee trade. He went to the wow. with Stackhouse. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So we had him for like 40 games. Got a stackhouse reference on there. Did you catch all of them? Dano, did you catch all the ball references or what? Uh, I think I'm still enjoying it. I'm still drinking deeply of the <laughs> Of the references, there was, <laughs> was there the oh yours? I did go on a rant in my house 
about the JJ <laughs> in my house. In my house. Yeah. Oh man, I know the about the JJ Reddick. Uh, I was like, do you see the levels? This motherfucker's this blowing it. Thing? I was, I was like, <laughs> JJ's always he never hits open shots. Like that was Reddick's thing. He likes it better when you're right yeah, in when his he's face. like falling sideways, three dudes in his face. <laughs> His, his, yeah. his free yeah. elbows yeah. about to hit the face, ground, like Reddick, like, like a little how, bit of like hair grease shot. on his that's hand, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of pomade. Yo, let me tell you, let, let me do my JJ Reddick rant real quick, right? Do it, do it. Hit this it, motherfucker, this month, let me tell you about this guy, man. So, number one, you know, shouts to him, he had a great career, I enjoyed oh. his time on the Sixers. But this motherfucker, okay, he came to the Sixers originally from the Clippers. He said he had other, he had bigger money elsewhere. I think like Houston or something. But we offered him like the most money per year he could have got. Yep. Because he wanted to be close to his family in Brooklyn. That's what he said. Yep. I'm coming to the Sixers because I want to be closer to my family in Brooklyn. And the Nets were trash at that point. So it didn't make sense for him to go there. He comes here. We make the playoffs a couple of times, win 50 games with him, whatever. He and him beat our boys. Um, and then when he's a free agent again, he immediately goes in New Orleans, right? I'm like, your family is still fucking 90 miles away from Philly, dickhead. So you clearly didn't come to the Sixers to be close to your family. We just gave you the biggest bag in the shortest amount of time to be a free agent again. Okay, fine. So then he goes to the Pelicans. They're supposed to be the shit. Zion gets all fucked up. But they're yeah. always on TV because they put those games on because of Zion. Right. So I'm watching all these Pelican games because they're on NBA welfare because everyone's got to feel bad for them. Everyone is making sure Brandon Ingram feels good about himself because yep. Zion's hurt, right? And shouts to B.I. We should have took him over Ben Simmons. So anyway, Reddit goes there. He plays well, I guess. And then like that second year, Wish. they trade him, and he wanted to go, I think, back to Brooklyn to be with his family. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to trade you to Dallas because you're 38. And you're, just a, you're a reserve. And right. then he starts airing them out. So he's popping off and he has his little podcast on the side. And he's playing footsies with Bill Simmons for a couple of years, like yep, setting yep. up that nest egg when he retires. Okay. But he's like trashing the Pelicans about, well, we had, we had a, you know, an agreement. They were going to try to do right by me as a veteran mm -hmm. guy. I was like, bro, you are the last dude to get any demands about where the fuck you should go. You oh, are yeah. Dr. Durant. You were none of these people, right? right. He's so like, they, they did me dirty. Yeah, I was like, they, who, who fucking gives a fuck? You, whatever. You can't defend. You can't do yeah, anything. Yeah, you average like six points a game maybe at this point. He was getting roasted in all the Sixers playoff series once we got no. past the first round. Roasted. Okay, so now here we are. That, that's, the, that's the career rant. Now this motherfucker is on TV yep. and on the pods literally trying to change the direction of basketball discussion and awards because he's on some the goal oh, I'm, I'm a geriatric millennial i've been banging with all the analytics nerds and polishing them off to get my, my podcast off the ground now i'm going to try to tell you that Jokic, because of a computer is just the best thing that ever happened in the sport and if you indicate to me that there's any type of racial bias or type of wink-wink going on with that, I'm going to lambast you and start hitting you with even more advanced stats to make you look silly. He's trying to turn basketball, which was always about culture and impact, into a spreadsheet. So motherfuck him for doing that, because he if is you foul. Tune into the 
you Love gotta it. put the link link at the end of the podcast because Zilla will you can sign up for his newsletter. He'll send you that every morning. <laughs> his Substack, just his that sub- he reads that. My Substack is four dollars a, a month, and I will just f- fillet this dude because yeah. he he is the Fourth epitome spend on it. of like I, I I'm not the biggest talking about everything is white privilege and, and I'm because if everything's white privilege, nothing's white privilege. But he's the epitome <laughs> of that shit because he wants to sit there and say to you. No, 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 no. Because this guy does well on spreadsheet formulas, he's indisputably yeah. just the best player, and I don't want to hear another word about it. And I'm like, he's like, I took accounting three at Duke before, before he was drunk driving the week before to the draft, and he almost yes. didn't get drafted. And then my man was hitting people with the racial slurs a couple of years ago using the Asian hate oh, terms. Oh, the Chinese New Year thing. That was, and then oh, he also was in a he was in a he was in a Uber with someone had a body in the trunk, and he didn't yeah, yeah, do a yeah. goddamn thing about it. Dude, he, re- he revealed that on he's a podcast. Messy, bro. He's messy. He revealed that on a podcast. Who is he right. talking to? But because he's handsome and fucking, again, Bill Simmons puts the shield up for this dude, and he was always accessible as a player, and he fucking knows about Vorp and Schnorp and C-Gage X plus minus, all this crap. Yeah. They all fucking <laughs> sit on his lap and rub his little hair. I'm like, nah, bro. You're, you, got, you got racist tendencies. <laughs> You, you don't defend people that are being trafficked into New York in a cab. I can't believe that he and was. Drunk. I can't believe that shit about the the dead body. He like, revealed that live, dog. He revealed he that live. That shit was How, like just to admit that's like on the podcast. That, that and Chandler Parsons being like, "What do you say about the dog?" Where he's like, "I I would run over my dog, and I wouldn't even be as sad as LeBron about not getting a call." And I was like, "What? What's that analogy? Why would you tell us?" <laughs> You're gonna run over your dog, and you wouldn't do that. Sad. Yo, I, I got, I got to jump, but I just Weird thanks for letting dude. me do that. I love you no guys. No problem, man. Jesse, that was awesome. birthday, man. That was birthday, my man. Birthday. Man, <laughs> thanks for having us. Support the record. Three dollar pistol These guys are the coolest. I'm out. Peace. So, so the other thing I wanted to talk about with uh, Jesse, because yes, the writing. I was really love the writing. But there is uh, very present in the way Jesse maneuvers, especially on this record, an instinctual intelligence that is pretty incredible, right? Uh, Case probably heard this before. My definition of instinctual intelligence is Captain America, right? Captain America is not a smart person. Not. Uh, the Red Skull fools him constantly. Uh, but when you drop Captain America in a room, he's like, okay, two over there, two over there, knock out the control panel, right? Like he's got he knows how to maneuver with with no advanced input, right? Um <laughs> and in that way, Jesse seems to have dropped into the world of Andrew and completely understood it. And just been like, Oh, I get this and I get why this is good, and I'm gonna start knocking out great hooks and providing great beats that will fit this uh, and being able to kind of shape yourself and, and soak in what is great about someone else is an incredible skill, an incredible talent. Thank you, man. That's yeah. Like, and I think the answer behind it is really just like Andrew and I's like approach to the whole process, like be, before we even making the song, you know what I mean? We're both, you know, like patient, but, and also like driven in different ways too. Like Andrew 
could get me off my ass to, you know, write something. He'll be like, hey, check this out. You know what I mean? I'll be like, damn, this dude's working. Like, oh, shit. My fault. Oh. You hear that, too? Yeah. All right. That was my, yeah, my phone was going off. Um, My fault. But, like, just the way he approached the, the process of it, you know, and that's the hardest part is putting this all together, like, the direction, like, the ordering the tracks. Like, what are we going to do here? You're going high, go low. Like, he had such a relaxed but defined approach to it. And it was like just so easy and fun for me to work in that. You know what I mean? It, it was like pressureless, but also like we were motivated the whole time with it too. Yeah. That makes mm. sense. Yeah. No, Kay, how, how did you feel about the whole deal? Man? I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I mean, it took, it took me a couple songs to get into it and warm up to it because it's not, what I'm, what I typically listen to, uh, but I think by like getting the track list out, I think by I think yeah, I mean I think by like fuzzy orange headband, which was a number three track. That's when I started to really get into it, um, and then I think the run from tired trees to uh, what is it? Tired trees. It goes tired trees. Navy Blues. Yep. Mouthpiece, which I really love. Mouthpiece was my oh. probably my favorite uh track. That's the second uh, right, yeah, today. right all the way to the right to the end. Uh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's cool, like that you shape it out that way, because I think that's kind of what we were going for, setting it up like two different kinds of ways, like come in with this kind of energy and then go out. Yeah, kind of with like get a little more melancholy as we go, and the last mm. track felt like a really good goodbye yeah. track oh. on the album, and it was one we wrote very early on in in, yeah. our, in in creating that and didn't know where it would go, and then it just clicked. We we're just, that's perfect to just end on that note. So, so how did what were the origins of this project? How did it come to be? So it was I had just heard Andrew's album. Um, I forgot who had shared it. That, you know somebody in, in our mutual circle and i was like let me check this out and i was like damn like this is like it spoke to me because i could kind of hear andrew's influences off the bat and i'm like a huge elliot smith fan too mm -hmm. like andrew is and um just that kind of like broody 90s early 2000s kind of like i don't know how you would define his music like but like gloomy and and beautiful um and then I, I was hearing his hooks and I was like, damn, like these, I haven't heard anything like this and he could rap. And I was like, this is just cool. Like I, I found myself listening to it over and over to the point where I was just went on Twitter and I was like, I got to just tell this dude, like, I really yeah. dig this in a way that like, I feel like, you know, like art, like creatively and musically, I was just like, I really like what you're doing. And I feel like, I was like, I feel like we could make something cool together. Let's make one song. You know, and that was the start of it, and then never really stopped from there. What year, what year was this? How long ago? Hmm? How long ago was that? Uh, not like, um, let's see, a year and a half. I'm so, I'm so bad with time, man. It could be it three years. Good. It could be six months. No, so it like it's funny. So, um. I put out the rain last February, so like a year and a month ago, 
and Jesse had reached out to me not that long after the rain, after I put out the rain. So like we started talking maybe a year ago or so, and then this album is already out a year later. Wow. wow. So it, it's happened pretty quick. So as Jesse said, he had hit me up um, and was, you know, was just like telling me that he liked the record, which was awesome. You know, like I was just, I had just put that out with Zilla and I was, you know, I didn't know how it was going to be received really at all. I was just kind of like doing what I felt like doing. And um, so when Jesse hit me up, said that was, I thought that was dope. And then I had known who he was because of uh, our friend, our mutual friend, Esh. Mm -hmm. um, Esh, although I was up in Boston hanging out with him and he was like, talking about this record he was working on he's like yeah my boy jesse the tree he's like he showed me the song i was like damn this is sick so at that point i already knew who he was but i never had like i interacted with him and then he hit me up and i was like oh shit yeah like i remember esh told me about and then <clears throat> we kind of just started talking from there and then like you know jesse had said like yeah we should you know we could i think he i guess i i like specifically remember like you know early on he was like yeah, I think we could make something really cool together. And I was like, oh, word, like, you know, that's that's dope. And uh, and then that's when he was like, oh, I'll send you some stuff. And then we kind of like talked that first time and then just like, it was just like a conversation that never really ended. Like, mm, yep, yep, like yep. I'll talk to you and then like in a couple months, like we just continued to, to converse. Like it just... Still to this day, I talk to this dude like a couple times a week at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was funny though, like he said that, and then we exchanged stuff like quickly, and then immediately we were just like, "Oh yeah, like we should just make a record." And yeah, then it was very it quick. Kind of just started because I f I feel like you know when you just you talk to someone and you like just feel like immediately like comfortable, like I know this person, like you we just. We just got along really well from the rip and just kind of like knew like this is someone that like I want to continue to have a relationship with. Like I know I can work with this person. Like even if we didn't know, it's like a person I would still talk to like all the time just because. And that's what made making the record really easy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, you have to. It was like the friendship was building, you know, early on, too. So that that's why yeah. it, it processed through that album, too. You You have to like. In your life, you have to take advantage of, like, relationships where it's really easy to be productive together, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you run into someone and it's just really easy to not to do anything with them, you have to just do it. Like, yeah. that's how this podcast came. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how this was with Kay. It's just like, it's just easy. Like, mm -hmm. so let's just do it. And just keep doing it, uh, and yeah. you just have to take advantage of those situations when you find yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that's definitely was the case. There It was like, all right, like I I really like this dude. We get along. Like he's super talented. Like, and I do think that we could we could you know could do that. And it was like, regardless, like I like this dude, and I want to just like make music with him. And then, but I think as soon as we actually made music like you know it's like oh here i sent him the beat and then heard him on something of mine vice versa it was like oh man like we definitely can like like marry these two things we're doing to make something 
like he sounds so natural on the stuff I was sending him, yep. which was just really cool. Like, uh, cause like, I don't even, you know, obviously I did the record with Zill, but it's not like I'm sending out beat packs to people and stuff. So, you know, I don't hear that many people on stuff I make. So nope. I feel like Jesse just so- sounded really like, just like fit right in there. Like he was supposed to be there. Yeah. It was, there was definitely like a, a point where we were like, we, let's make the music let's see how it sounds and then there was this another step where we were like oh shit like this is gonna work like and then we we started getting like really rallying around that feeling like no i think if we keep doing this and we've actually like super commit to it we can make something lasting you know yeah it was it was funny though because like at the same time as like jesse said like we stayed motivated the whole time, but just because we are motivated by each other, like working, but like at the same time, there was like, there was never like, Oh man, we, we, we got to make another song or we like, we got to do this or like it, it all was just super like, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the wind's like knocking shit over outside of my house. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Back. It's, it's, it's crazy winds everywhere but yeah no so like (laughs) we stayed motivated the whole time because like jesse said like either he would send me some like a verse he wrote and i was like fuck like as you can see every verse on this of his is like ridiculous so every time he sent me verse i'm like what the fuck you know what i mean like i'm I'm like let me get back to it you know or like or be like um i just like want to like flip some shit so like every time he would send me something i was like just super psyched in it Jesse's the kind of person every time he would send me something like every time I hear a Jesse thing, like it makes me want to like create music. I There's like certain right, artists right. That I listen to and I immediately just want to drop what I'm doing and <laughs> just like, I'm just starting to write or I'm like, I want to like get on the computer and start making some shit. And like our relationship was like that. So it was just like, it was just built off each other as soon as he would send me something i'm just like working on the next thing or vice versa like we're just constantly like yo check this out yo check this out and just like building off like the momentum of just being hyped on what each other was doing and that's how the record like made itself really is all how it happened yeah Yeah. and 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 it's interesting because you guys both produced this and i'm just interested to hear jesse's perspective on the production because Andrew has a thing where like I feel like there's a lot of pressure to take the fun out of a sample. Yeah. You know, yeah. If it's yeah. fast and fun, slow it down. Chop yeah. it up. Mince it so no one knows. And Andrew leaves the fun in the sample. Yes, that's a good point. It, still makes it like a really interesting, unique production, but it's like I I Production wise, and this these Andrew comps today have been pretty incredible. So we we got Method Man. I'm going to throw MF Doom on the table. Uh, in terms of the production, right? MF Doom was somebody fearlessly leaving the fun in the sample, right? Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, and that was, and he was like, people were like, "What? You can't do this!" Like he was like, "I just did, ha!" And like, yeah, there's a sense exactly. of that. Hundred percent. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's crazy because that's like exactly how I felt about it too. Because our our beats were, and I, I it's another thing I learned a lot from him too was like his where the beats felt like the hooks from him. Where I was like, okay, shit, I was like, that's crazy. How did you 
even think to do that like what place in your brain did you go to like on fuzzy orange headband he sent me that i was like i don't even i couldn't even think to pull that sample and loop that like with the hot in yep. it and i was like you don't want to put drums on it are you sure no drums like, leave it and i was like yep. ends up being really my favorite beat but because yeah. i'm typically a more when i produce stuff it's a little it's kind of in that let me slow this way down let me get some yep. drums but Andrew's like a lot of the beats you'll tell are like the, the crazy loops, like like that's I wouldn't think to take that part from that song, but I'm glad you did, you know. Mad mm -hmm. dog twenty twenty two. So yeah, no, it's 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 really great, and and Andrew's growth is so insane. Like when when the rain came out, I didn't listen to Pop nineteen sixty seven for a while. Like, and, and, you know, that the album Wazilla comes out and I'm realizing, I'm like, man, when's the last time I listened to Wave in the World? Like, it's just, it, there's leaps and bounds in, in terms of the next project yeah. that you're on. Um, and it, and it definitely feels a little bit like classic Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, classic Russell Westbrook yeah. all-star game energy where everyone else is just having a fun time and he's like <laughs> killing me. Yeah. Like, man, what having a fun exhibition game. He's like, oh, we know Triple double in the all-star game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's great. Yeah. I love that. The most Andrew moment on this album to me, Kay, is when Andrew in an exhausted tone says five jobs isn't enough. Guess I need six. <laughs> He's got yeah, the the gems he, he has, man. Like there's so many lines that stay. And it's the same, it's with like everything. The hooks it, in the verses he'll say some shit. There's one I was playing back like, like ten times today. I was like, it's so simple, but it's like I would never yeah. think to write that. Well, the most vulnerable um, moment is when he does the stuff when he raps about the fast flow and kind of does the fast flow and then backs yeah. away from that. That's just that's amazing. Yeah. That's a thriller. I, I like that one. You never know where it's going to go in that part. You're like, hold on. <laughs> What's about Is to he happen? Go full right? twister? Is he going to do it? Right? Yeah. Never. Keeping you on your toes in a whole different way, like a very yeah. meta way to keep people on their toes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, my that that's just a testament to his writing. And it's like it, that that made me want to have fun writing too, the whole the whole time because i was like this dude's saying some wild shit you know what i mean like on fuzzy orange headband he's like right after i end he's like super califragilisticexpia that's another way for me to say that you a yep, whole yep. bitch <laughs> and i was like what yeah that's yep. perfect yep yeah i was like that just... only few people could say that and i'd be like that's dope you know what i mean I well, was like, that's perfect and that's what I was starting. Yeah, I was thinking about all the outcomes of this album. And I was like, you know what? If there's there's a couple reasons where if you go up to me and you're like, I hate Andrew because of X, I'll be like, I get it. Makes sense. Have a good day. <laughs> right? Like, I'll, no fighting. If you're just like, look, I hate Andrew because these dad jokes are too cheesy. I'm like, you know what? Good luck to you. Have a great you time. You missed the point. Find somebody else. Like, because these jokes are coming. And <laughs> you're the you're the sad one. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, there's this is there's the there's the tenants the this world has 
tenants foundations to it and you got to be in or you're not you know uh but Absolutely. yeah and it, there's a lot of it, so i this album is really interesting conceptually leaning on the sense of overwork working until you're just dead tired mm -hmm. and then kind of segueing that into just death and <laughs> talking about death yeah. uh, there's yeah. a lot of all of that and it's yeah. really wistful and interesting and the reason this doesn't feel like a one-off project to me Kay, is because these guys managed to create a new fucking sound they each had individual sounds and they came together and made a fucking new one. How would you describe the new oh, sound? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. <laughs> what are you saying? Here? Uh, How would you describe cool. the new sound that's and been I, created? I, and I said tubular. Cool. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Dan, thoughts? I don't know. No, uh, I don't, yeah, don't even no. know what I'm doing. I just, just. So it's definitely soulful, right? There's still mm -hmm. the soulful stuff. Um, which, which is, but Andrew's soulfulness was very, uh, funky before there was a lot of funk to it. This, this is soulful, like the doo-wop that used to get played at like dances at times back in, because a lot Hell of people, yeah. in New England, a lot of people in New England were raised on the oldie station, right? 100 points. Yeah, right. So. Uh, we had weird oldie shit that used to play at our dances. Like, we had weird old doo-wop songs that people would be slow dancing to. Like, there's some of that. There's some of that flavor. Mm. That's why everybody, I, the people I talk to that are smart music people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa is a perfect way to end this up. Because yeah. it nails. That's yeah. cool. I, I definitely feel that like that old doo-wop shit. And I think, well, a lot of the process too of, of writing to it and, and coming up with the sound we were sharing, like other, we have a lot of like outside of hip hop musical influences that are very common. Um, so I think there's a lot of that, like Elliot Smith adjacent stuff and like, yeah. you know, like um, songs, Ohio, um, that like real, like yeah. heavy towns, Van Zant. You know, like, oh, we have a lot of those, like, kind of old, like, country, Dude. weird, sad shit music in common, yeah. you know? And yeah. and then adding a little bit of, like, more melodic to that gives it that, like, old Sam Cooke, like, you, Sam, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. That's, like, but that's great. I'm, I, I love that sound. So it's, it, but it's very hard to put that into hip hop. So I think, mm -hmm. um, that that was like a it just kind of naturally happened. So, yeah. do you want to hear my pitch on the next Sleeping Dogs album? Oh, let's hear it, man. Yeah. All right, I'm an idea man. Generate lots of ideas. <laughs> the next Sleeping Dogs album, there's no rap features, none. The only features are like um uh, are our singers. Like fielded and shit, you know, uh, Payana. That's a you know what I mean? sick idea. That's a so, really sick like idea. Could, I even in my head, I was like, man, if you if you actually got a core group of really dope singers, 
You could go old school and have and backup, Jesse, background singers? Me and Jesse are both really dope singers. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. No, it's true. <laughs> I, no, you're right. I'm doing it right. I if you could get somebody who could actually sing on this no, no, thing, I want, it'd be I want super choruses. Like, nah, supercharged. Like, oh, yeah. Great. I think, great I think we, I we will be doing would, that. I would love to just like... Oh, I, that's like my favorite thing is like I'm very big on like layers. Um, yeah. We do a lot of layers on everything. So like especially with singing, like if there's just like a couple, I mean, usually I'm by myself. So, you know, I don't have like when I'm in a room with other people and like I can get other people like to like, you know, put a layer on on like just like layer up hooks, like it's the best thing ever. God, but like you're right. And if I could get people that could like, not me that could actually sing like it could be fucking something like the per the prime example of that is of my vision of this is like did you listen to sad dance songs yeah yep yeah oh yeah oh yeah um the song um the song uh 11 12 mm -hmm. and like yep. that uh my friend glitter vomit she sings on like the hook with me like layers it as well yeah. and i'm like this is like the best. Like I just need someone that can sing on everything and I'll be all right. right. Yeah. And there's people out, that's why I thought of Fielded and Kayana because they're so good at just being in the levels of like in the mix. Yeah. It's a whole Fielded, skill. I, like, I talked to Fielded about it when, when I interviewed her and I was like, you're on tracks like a ghost. You're like haunting the track behind Billy Woods. It's awesome. You know, it's like the dope of shit though. Yeah, that yeah. is the cool. And it's like, like that. I love the ghost. gloomy shit. Yeah. Yep. I really love layers. Like, like not even knowing someone's there, but it's like you feel the power, but you don't know yep. where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And I was so thinking at that time, like there was a time in like the '60s and '70s where all the all the rock people had grown up loving Ray Charles, and so they all got backup singers. And so there's yeah. like Alden Brothers albums with backup singers all over the place, and you're like, "This is yeah." Crazy. And then think like of like Crosby, Stills and Nash, like the crazy harmonies they were doing, like yeah. literally making yep. an instrument out of like three different tones of singing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's the next level, Sleeping Dog. Because then you're in. We're an gonna area do some Crosby, Stills and Nash shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're in an area no one's fucking in. No one's fucking back <laughs> to that. Who are you comparing us to now? Who are you going to compare me to now? Yeah. Yep. They're like, this this reminds me of Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Yep. Off a of four way street. No, this is, yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah. you know, there's not the dude, dude, dudes. They're not doing that, you know? No, uh, but no. shout out to the dude, dude, dudes. Love them. Love yeah, them. Always. Yep. But <laughs> so, yeah, Kay, how do you, so this is, do you feel like, there's more ground here, or do you you are you happy with this? Yeah, and that that kind of ties into the question I I wanted to ask you guys. Like, what what do you guys think that you've learned from each other that you will apply? Because I know, I, I I feel like you guys are going to do another album together, but I'm sure you're going to be doing individual works as well. So, mm -hmm. from this experience working together, what have you learned that you think you're going to take away on your individual path? Andrew, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I, that's a hard question. It's a uh, good one. It is a really good question. And like, 
I feel like I've learned like infinite things from Jesse, really, honestly. Um, especially just like watching him as a writer. He's very like has influenced me greatly. I feel like inspired me and really to how I approach writing. Mm -hmm. Um like like I said, like everything to me that he writes is like very, very like cinematic and like it's like very, very like it paints a picture for you and it's he does it in a way where it can even be very simplistic but it can paint like a super detailed picture for you so mm. i feel like uh i feel like with writing i really am like even with this record like just starting to work with him on that like i really was like damn like i it kind of made me think more about and like try to approach things differently and like different pockets and like just the way he delivers certain certain things it's really cool so uh i think like as a writer i've just like greatly improved like 100 percent just working with him on this record um just being mm -hmm. able to like work so closely and just like back and forth and just like kind of see how how he does things it's been like definitely super i think i've improved as a writer greatly honestly yeah, you, yeah. That's. I mean, what before you answer, Jesse, I yeah. want to. I want to give you a rant compliment. Following that, I just think that um, because I was describing your writing as literary uh, in my head, and then I was like, "What the fuck do I mean by that?" People say this too much. What is? What do I mean? Right? Uh, and I, what I meant was that as a short story writer, which is where I started. Um, I was trying to write potent images that would grab the reader, but I was also trying to develop the character. And so these potent images would develop the character and you you are you do that. Somehow you all you get the attention, but also it develops the character in subtle ways that pay off later. That's cool, man. I love that. Thank you, thank you both. Like that's, yeah. and and I love that's that comes from you know just like a a love of writing too and mm -hmm. love of poetry and just like stories in general. You know, what I mean, if if it's like a story, I I love reading stories. Whether it's something about uh on the athletic about how yep. some basketball player, like just the mm -hmm. power of write like good writing that's like thoughtful and meaningful is like. It's, the coolest shit in the world even in like tv shows like you're like the right. script is so well written you know the dialogue is so on point um and for me the biggest thing i learned from andrew like musically is like going back to melodic sounds like i think a big part of me like in in doing hip-hop shit i'm i just i'm like ah whatever this song doesn't need that this song doesn't need me to do any type of like pitch like changing anything on the chorus um, and I'm like, that's, it's fun. It sounds cool. Adds depth to the record. And I feel like I was like almost half scared of adding that to my songs. It was like any kind of melodic stuff, but I feel like broken free of that and in, in working with Andrew and seeing how well he does that and what it brings to a song, like how much fuller and more engaging it sounds. And then just like we were talking about earlier, like hooks, like I, I was just like, getting to that point it's hard to get out of where i'm like ah, i'm i'm just gonna write songs with no hooks you know what i mean fuck it it's, yep, this yep. doesn't need a hook who cares 
I'm just going to write 64 bars and that's the song, you know, yeah. hooks are overrated. And then I, I never believed that. I was just like, I'm just not I'm scared of the hook in some way. Like, I don't know where, like what to say here. Like, is it going to be corny? And then, so just, I, you know, I study Andrew's hook writing, like, you know, any, anybody should be doing right now, honestly. And just be like this, this, he, he nailed it. He knows how to do it. So that's yeah. like, it feels like a gift for me to see that so closely. You know, um, so I take a lot, I take a lot of notes on his, on his hooks and just like the not overthinking shit with writing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For some people, what is intimidating is an opportunity. It's freedom. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And Andrew finds freedom in making this music, uh, in a way that's just infectious. It's just really cool. Yep. Yep. Thank, thank you, guys. Okay. Yeah, thank you, guys. Good. Do you, you want the, the nice you, things? To say. Do you have more? Or should we go to recommendations? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. Thank you for this. So good to be able to talk to you on release day. Excited for everybody to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to recommendation corner to honor, to honor the the soulfulness of this album. I'm gonna do. No rap music recommendations, all soul music. Oh, uh, yeah, it's gonna be nice. So, <laughs> uh, the first one is a classic that I'm going back to, one of my favorite Daptone releases ever. Uh, it's called If This World Were Mine by Bob and Gene. Oh, um, yeah, that record's so good. Yeah, I've been, I was listening to that this week. I can't. Damn, can you I say that again? Away. Hold on, let me write that down. Yeah, it's called "If This World Were Mine," uh, and it's by Bob and Gene. Bob and Gene were two like teenagers from Buffalo in like the sixties. Oh, sick! And, yeah, two teenage friends, nineteen sixty-seven, um, and they were like managed by one of the kids' dads, and they tried to get big in Buffalo, and they kind of almost did, but didn't. Uh, and that this fucking album is perfect. And oh, it's funny because, like, I always, I always remember that because I just like love like Bob and Gene is just such like a good. Oh. To me, I'm like, oh, I love it. I just love like the Bob and Gene. That shit is funny to me, and like it just sticks. It's a me. sick name. Yeah, like Bob and Gene. I'm like, I, f I love it. So yeah. I never, and, I always think about that record because Bob and Gene. I can be cool sailboat it's just really dope all that shit is really dope um that's one of the the other one that i've been rocking with uh little brown eyed soul with Su by sunny and the sunliners uh this Ooh. album is for 2018 and i was telling my wife it has it has a ver a great version of i only have eyes for you and Ooh. i was telling i was telling my wife I kind of love every version of that song. Like, uh, oh yeah, it's hard to do a bad version of "I Only Have Eyes for You," uh, but there's some. Uh, it's just such a cool record and such a fun listen. "I'll Be There," another cover of "I'll Be There." Uh, it's it's pretty. Um, yeah, now Sunny and the Sunliners are dope. They're known for that Volume Two uh, album, but. That one I haven't dug into yet. It's on my wish list for my birthday coming up. 
So, um, I I'm about to write about an album that is it's going to be fun. It's not an album; it's a project, five songs uh, from a, a singer from Belgium called Aja. Um, and I was really excited listening to the the project is called Iron Eye. Uh, one word. Ooh, that's a sick name. Iron Eye. And it came out February 24th. And I was really, I'm really excited to start writing about it. And I was like, you know what? The cool thing about this is it would be cool to get paid by like a major thing to do this. But no one would let me write about this shit. Yeah. No one would let me write about Iron Eye. Like, no one's yeah. like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're, you're in too deep. <laughs> yeah. I'd be sitting there, you know, I'd be writing more, you know. Drake content, man. I'd be pumping out, you know, <laughs> really basic ass, like, you know, saying things about Mac Hami that everybody else says, you know? <laughs> uh, just like, Mac oh, Hami this is, sucks. Mac Hami is great, though. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He's, gonna, yeah, he's wonderful. But, like, it's, yeah, so, but this is a really interesting album, and what I'm going to write about specifically, yeah, EP, uh, debut EP, it has my favorite interlude of the year. Ooh. Never forget the power of a good interlude. Oh my god. I, I love We it. gotta get one on the next we gotta get one on the next Sleeping Dogs. Iron Eye. Iron Eye track three. It's called Default Mode Interlude. One I already minute, have it. I already have it up and saved to listen first thing in the morning. One minute twenty-three seconds. It's amazing. By the way, in terms of interludes. I am now sending my shit-talking, spoken word stuff around to people that I respect. Um, and there's Oh, hell yeah. So that's cool. We can buy one of those from you? You don't have to pay. I, I just give it away. Hey, we need that. We need, we need the, Dan, the Dano interlude. If you've oh, never yeah. heard, that, there's one out already. It's by Mantis the Miasma. Mental oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I did the shit talking thing on that. That was fun. That was the early stages. I've refined it now. Um, it's a lot of fun. But I can send uh, some options if you're interested. I, I'm just sending them to people. I need like, a whole pack. Yeah. Just, I like your stuff. Here's, <laughs> some, pack. here's some stuff. Just need um, to make an album over, and then just like pepper in like the Dano quotes. Yep. Through oh, yeah. Or Dano. just put them all together on like a really yeah. lush beat. That'd be fine. Seven minutes. It's so beat. fucking weird. Like, I am not, like, I do this music thing and I love doing this music thing, but I'm also a creative writer myself and I was before this. So, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, both things are happening at the same time. So, uh, but yeah, I will definitely send a pack. I have no problem with that. Um, so, yeah. But it's, Put some uh, air horns over it. Getting that Dan Oakley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was basically, I wrote a bunch of stuff. I was on the plane to California to go to a bar mitzvah and I had slept on the on the, the bus from Maine to Boston and my family was up that time and slept on the plane. So <laughs> I was alone on the laptop just writing uh, and it was dope. It was really cool. Uh, so I got a lot done. Anyway, hey, give me some recommendations. What do you got? Me? Uh... So I listened to the new Masego. 
Oh, I love yeah. Masego. I love Masego. Okay, I'm oh, glad shit. I pronounced that. I always forget. So his, that. He's his self-titled. This is his second album, so it's his self-titled album, Masego. I listened to that today. Oh, I, such I, a good I album. Really enjoyed it. Yo, Kay, we had a whole thing about that album, dude. Like me and my wife. So Ooh. I put it. I put it on in the car, right? And it was. My wife has really interesting reactions to things, but this time. She was very quiet, right? She and then she just said, "Play that again." Yes. And it was yeah. why you want to try. It was why you want to try. I think it's track two or three, and the rhythm of it, the melody of it. She was like, "That's the that's the best reaction, man." It's like I know this song. This is from something, and it's it's basically a melodic flip of "Tom's Diner" by Suzanne Vega. Oh. That's a great song too. Must dude, you gotta listen to both of them. Listen to Tom's dun, Diner dun, 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 and then that Masego Why You Wanna Try yeah, that's song. A banger. That's, a, that's a certified both, banger though. Both of them are dope. Like oh, yes. uh it's yeah, that Masego is is gonna come back in our discussion. I love that thing. Um <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Um <laughs> so yeah, we oh do should we let's do our stats now and then you two can give recommendations. Okay, yeah, let's hear them. Statistics. State of the game statistics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for everyone, the first episode of State of the Game was April 8th, 2020. Damn. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's 2023. It's, it sounds like not that long ago, but that's <laughs> a long time ago. Yep. And this, we are recording episode 150. Oh, 150. Yeah. So a round if, number. If you pull out your calculators, right? 52 weeks in a year, right? We do this weekly. We've got done it for three years, right? That's 156, right? That we could have done if we didn't miss any, right? Yeah. It is 150 now, but we're only in mid-March. Oh. So you technically could. Get we there, got three right? more that are probably going to be down the pike uh, before that wow. April 8th date. So wow. we have missed three episodes. That's wild. In three that years. Is. That that's, is, that's some Cal Ripken shit there, man. That's, like, <laughs> that's pure dedication, though. And, like, it goes, you know what I mean? Like, 150 shows, though. You're, you're, yeah. you're dedicated to this shit. And, like, yeah. You you take this music stuff seriously, and everyone knows, it and and everyone respects. Oh, it. It's like, yep. like uh, you know, you That's... guys aren't half-assed with this. It's like, oh, is there a new free music empire? I haven't seen one lately. It's like, no, you guys are on it, and you're always on everything that's happening. So that's why people look to you for this shit. Yeah. I, oh, didn't, I didn't realize we did so many shows. I thought we were like low 100. Kay's like, damn, I didn't realize it. <laughs> no, that, no, that <laughs> man fucked me up. Kay, whatever. I thought this was like our 10th show. Uh, yeah, I, I knew we were in the 100s. I thought we were like 110, maybe 115. Like, uh, 150, dog. Like, this is uh, like, there are podcasts that have been from the for line. years that are at 150. You know what I mean? They've been around for yeah. years. What we do, we do it every goddamn week. Wow. That's, that's sick, man. That's like that's that's like uh, Chris Paul free throw numbers. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, but it's, it's that's that is a level of dedication that is that is a mental illness. So 
I am proud of him. Um, <laughs> so it's one way or the other, man. It's either 150 yeah. or, you know, 28. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Jesse, give me what, – what are you bumping? What are you enjoying? All right. I'm going to go with – um, I'm going to do an album that, like, when when Andrew and I were talking – about like making this album that I was very into. Um, mm. And that would be, I don't want to do the obvious one. Um, fucking, it's called The Meadowlands. Where is it? Ooh. I'm going to pull on The Meadowlands by The Wrens. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a, a 90s, yeah, The Meadowlands by The Wrens. Oh, 2003. It, it feels like it came out a long time before that. Um, and it's just some yeah that was 20 years ago it's some cool you know broody um like new jersey indie sad cool shit you know like the little like my bloody valentine meets like pavement Mm kind of weird type of deal um but that's the one i'm gonna go for yeah let's look at the song titles He's song. This boy is exhausted, <laughs> hopeless. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's some, it's some, uh, some cool sad shit, man. So it's, it's a good like rainy. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> rainy like rainy March New England weather type of album. Probably made in like Idaho or some shit. Made from. Um. Yeah. So some of the stuff I've been listening to lately was me and Zilla. Zilla put me on this one joint by uh, this singer, Big Pig. Um, oh, Big Pig is sick. The, yeah, that, the EP Bubblegum. Like I've been listening to that like a lot lately. It's really Ooh. cool. Um, it's just like pop, but it's it's really dope. Uh, super like just kind of dro- draws me in. Um, I've been I've been bumping that like a, a bunch. <laughs> Zilla got me onto that one, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've been in like down like a Pedro the Lion rabbit hole a lot lately because um, they're touring uh, to Control and Hard to Find a Friend like respectively like twenty three and twenty five year like uh, anniversary, and um, and so I'm like gonna go see him in April. So I feel like I've been like. I've been on that a lot. Um, nope. Yeah. And then uh, I I feel like I've been on this uh, like Waxahachie and Jess Williamson collab record, Planes. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that a lot. It's like fucking super good. I'm kind of all over the place right now, I guess, but. As far as non hip hop, I've been listening to those couple things a bunch. Uh, Hatchie got bars. Those, yeah, those serious yeah. Bars. yeah, serious yeah. bars. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's like a weather. I feel like the the music, like the shit you're into, is so indicated by the weather too. Because that's like I'm I'm in a same kind of line of the. I've been very into like the slow core, like slow yes. dive, like my bloody Valentine, like big. Rudy droney shoegazy mm-hmm. shit like heavy droney music i like that shit oh, man. so Kay, i i've been reading fat joe's book and so i decided to listen to his album all or nothing mm. came out in 05 um and 
the production is terrible. Uh, it, it's that <laughs> 05, 06, like, I mean, have terrible, bad snack food, like, guilty pleasure music. Uh, but there is, I would say, and so you you don't have to listen to the album if you don't want to. I mean, this is not my recommendation, but the, <laughs> the Lean Back remix. The Lean Back I will say that Eminem verse is exactly the verse that people make TikTok videos making fun of. It is exactly to the letter <laughs> that vibe. If you think that video is funny, listen to the Lean Back remix. It's oh, I gotta do it. I Eminem. can't wait to listen to that. Just for, I want that Eminem verse so bad. No like, fucking funny to me. Like, oh my god, that was the album with um, Get It Poppin' with Nelly. There's yeah, nothing better than a cringy Eminem verse. Get it poppin'. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird... That remix is weird. I think Lil John is next to Eminem. Yeah, Lil John. Was, yeah, I remember it. It's what? So, strange. Strange. Yeah. I must have blocked this out of my memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that oh, was like... I'm not convinced that actually happened. That yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had yep. the blinders it's gonna. That's going to be the cosmic joke, like in the afterlife. That's, shout out to that Fat song Joe. never existed. I feel like Fat Joe made a ton of money on albums that people don't remember even happened. Like, yeah. Shout out, Fat Joe. Just like, I don't even remember that album. I made, I made millions off that album. You know, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, that sounds awesome. He's a, yeah. he's a businessman. That's pretty fucking you know? good. Uh, but yeah, thank you, everybody. Join, <laughs> up, join up on the Patreon. I'm going to start doing shit that goes only on the Patreon. Uh, and have fun that way. Uh, yeah, we'll still see how it goes. But uh, stay tuned and sleeping dogs continue. What will tomorrow bring?